Hey guys, welcome to In Between Game Day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Marcellus. And I am Brandon, your other co-host. And what we are, we're a fantasy football podcast, the best fantasy football podcast around. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and we're just going to talk about everything from news, strategies, what to do on game day, stress relievers for those big games. Yeah, we are here to help you win that trophy. That is our goal. We want to see everybody that listens to us wearing gold at the end of the year. Except if you're on my league, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so follow uh, our links in the bio for our Twitter and our Instagram. Absolutely, and we will follow you all back and keep you guys posted with when we're sending our next episode on our social media. All right, and remember, guys, the waiver wire is sometimes your friend. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of In Between Game Day. That is week 11 down the books. It's getting to crunch time, Marcellus. It's getting to crunch time. Yes, it is. Some people are fighting for their playoff lives right now. I mean, yeah, we're, we are we all right. We're good. We're looking good. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, we got a little cushion. <laughs> yeah. We good. You're the second seed. I'm the third seed. We're, we're looking good. Mm-hmm. Ain't worried about us, but we are here to help you guys. Exactly. Oh, yeah, so, winning. Absolutely. Yep. Just try to be like us. Not as good, but you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not as you got baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps, <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. But yeah, we're gonna jump right into some of our top takeaways from this week. And I'm gonna go ahead and start us off with um uh the Saints offense with Taysom Hill. Um I didn't know what to expect. I knew I knew Taysom Hill wasn't that good of an actual passer. And he and he showed that on that deep ball where he just threw it up to the heavens. It, it was terribly underthrown. He 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 was really bad on his deep throws. But Sean Payton is such a good such a good coach. He kept him. He had a lot of underneath throws. I mean, welcome back, Michael Thomas. This is his first good game all year. Nine receptions, yeah. 104 yards. A lot a lot of slants, a lot of dig routes, a lot of underneath stuff. He was good there, and they were playing the worst passing defense now in fantasy uh the the atlanta falcons just got off was going over there but Taysom hill looked okay but we all know his value comes from his legs 10 carries 51 yards two touchdowns yeah. that's where his value is at he did not throw a passing touchdown I, I i don't see him really throwing that many passing touchdowns as long as drew Brees is out but the running ability for him is going to make him a plus as long as he's the starting quarterback now the thing that i'm worried about is he hurt Alvin Kamara's value a lot. Uh, Alvin Kamara was averaging 25 points a game, and that dropped all the way to 10 last week. He had 13 carries, 45 yards on touchdown. The touchdown is the only thing that saved his day. Um, but this this is the really scary part because, like I said, Taysom Hill's not a passing quarterback. Uh, this was Alvin Kamara's first game in his career, 54 starts, without a passing catch in a game. The first one. Which is ridiculous. Like you it's absolutely crazy. The, absolutely crazy. Backfield, nothing. Yeah, he didn't get anything. Uh, uh, Latavius Murray was was as effective as um, Alvin Kamara overall today. Uh, he had. He, I don't know why, but instead of using Kamara for screens, they were using Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray got two screens for thirty six yards. When that's usually that that's usually Kamara's duty. So I was really I was really worried about what I saw in the offense and how they pulled back Kamara's usage. Maybe it was because he had that foot injury uh, this week. He was limited all throughout the week in practice. 
hopefully it's just that and he'll be a full go this coming week. But as an Alvin Kamara um, owner, this this week was definitely scary seeing what Taysom Hill did to his value. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree with that. And like you said, Taysom Hill is going to be a run first type of guy. Yeah, so absolutely. It's going to be kind of hard for Kamara coming up here. But uh, so my first takeaway today is Carolina's offense is still moving pretty well. Um, yeah, I was a little nervous with uh, Teddy B being out, not knowing a lot about PJ Walker. You know, he was an XFL uh, QB who was balling, uh, who was balling in the XFL, and that kind of transitioned over here. Uh, two fifty eight with the TUD, and he did throw two interceptions, but uh, put up twenty points against the Lions. So he was moving the ball pretty well. Seemed like everybody did good. Mike Davis, uh, 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, DJ Moore had an amazing day, 7 for 127, and a long catch of 52 yards. So it seems like, you know, every quarterback comes in and they have their own favorite receiver. Um, Taysom Hill locked. They, and it's usually the best receiver on the field. And Taysom Hill, how uh, Brandon was saying, locked in on Michael Thomas. It looks like uh, PJ locked in on DJ Moore. Um, for 7 for 127 on the deep ball. So, yeah, 11 targets. Curtis Samuel had 10, but uh, 8 receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. So, he's spreading the ball around. He's throwing in a lot. Uh, Robbie Anderson got 9 targets as well. So, I don't think that you can, you should sit any of those players coming up because I think that as long as Teddy B's out, they got a chance to kind of, you know, showcase the deep ball and throw it deep a lot better. And uh, they play the Vikings next week. And the Vikings defense is horrible, especially their corners position, their corner and safeties. Mainly corners, though, because Harrison Smith is good. But uh, I would definitely start one of them, one of your wide receivers against them because it should be an easy matchup. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, my next one is going to be uh, Carson Wentz, just – He's just an absolute dumpster fire, man. They they really need to bench this guy. He's compromising all of their offensive fantasy players. The only person that had a decent game uh, was Dallas Goddard, the tight end. Everybody else was compromised because of what Carson Wentz was doing. Um, Travis Fulgram, who had been the focal part of the offense for uh, week for like the last two months, um, this is why I did tell you guys to sell him high two weeks ago. I I nailed this. But um, Travis Fulgram had one reception for eight yards. Last week, Travis Fulgram had one reception for seven yards. He's done. The, the Travis Fulgram, you, you can't start him for the rest of the year. Like, this, like that's over. Um, since Jalen Rieger's been back healthy, Dallas Goddard, Greg Ward, he's not getting any looks, which is crazy. He's been your best offensive weapon this year, and you're not using him. So, I, I mean, it's, it's just rough. And then Miles Sanders, he's – Carson wants to turn the ball over so much, and he's – He's turning he's turning them over on downs. Last week they completed they, they didn't have a single conversion on third down. This week they were two for ten. So it's just it, Carson Wentz is just hampering everybody. Miles Sanders had 16 carries for 66 yards. He's averaging four yards a clip, and they don't give him more than 20 carries. I I just don't understand what they're doing. And even then, even then, if you okay, so you're not gonna give him the ball. Get get him involved in the passing game. Miles, Miles Sanders is, is electric. That dude, he he's a baller. They throw it to him three times for 15 yards. So it's just, man, it's just rough to believe in anything that Philly's doing. Unless it's Dallas Goddard or 
Zach Ertz, whenever he's come back, it's it's hard to really trust anybody. And Miles Sanders was drafted as a top 10 running back, and there's no way he's going to finish in the top 10. There's no way he's he's going to play like a top 10 running back for the rest of the year, not as long as Carson Wentz starts. If they if they switch out and they put Jalen Hurts in there, whole different ball game. But as of right now, it's hard to trust anything in this offense when Carson Wentz is throwing the ball. No, that, that's, that's definitely facts. Facts. Um, He's leading the league in interceptions. Yeah, and <laughs> I think last time before the game, I think he had like either 10, 10 interceptions through 11 games or 11 through 11. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got 14 and 10. 14 and 11. That's what he's 14 got. 14 and 11. It's week 11, <laughs> and you have 11. And he had a bye week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just, that's just terrible. He's so bad. So bad. But it's like they can still win the division. So it's like, do you put in the rookie or do you? Yes, you have, you'd have a better chance. There's You can't tell me he's worse than this. There's no way. Mm-mm. There's no way you can tell me he's worse than this. It's that division. Every So what? They're, they're leading division because they have a tie. They're three, six, and one. Us, the, the Washington football team, the Cowboys, and the Giants are all three and seven. Like this is just it's it's bad. It's bad, yeah. It's really just flip a coin. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's worse. So I'm gonna talk about the Bengals offense. Uh, yeah, we all know what happened to Joe Burrow. Uh, prayers up to him. It's pretty, pretty terrible. Um, Joe Burrow, as you know, if you had him, he was dropping back like 40 times a game. <laughs> he was giving you rush yards. He was throwing D. He was doing whatever he could to win, to try to win. Honestly. Um, and so now we have Ryan Finley in the game, and that's about all you need to know. Like Ryan Finley <laughs> is not good. Uh, he's not good at all. He passed. He was three of ten. He came in the game and went three of ten and threw a pick. I mean, like, come on, man. Uh, I think it's definitely going to hinder some of these wide receivers coming up. Uh, Tyler Boyd, maybe not as much, but definitely uh, T. Higgins, definitely. I mean, A.J. Green was iffy anyway, but uh, it's definitely T. Higgins, uh, somebody that's been pretty reliable throughout the whole the whole season, man. Um, Gio Bernard, we're going to see in terms of he might get a lot of, like, check down passes. But I think, like I was saying about P.J., uh, I think he he's gonna lock in on like one to two receivers, and they're gonna be like his safety blanket. So I think that'd be Tyler Boyd, and um, it said AJ Green got nine targets. So I don't know how many were him. He only threw ten passes, but um, no, it, it, it was yeah. I, I watched like it was mostly Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow actually threw him a touchdown in the first half. Um, got you. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was all in the first half. Got you. Oh, all right. So yeah, Tyler Boyd. Uh, I would say. That's the one that you can kind of stick with and trust. I mean, Boyd owners are going to need to start Tyler Boyd unless you just have a crazy wide receiving core. But I would say start Boyd, not with confidence, but just start him. He might be the the go-to guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I have no choice but to start him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <had> no <laughs> yeah, I just traded for him. So. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Um, but yeah, my last takeaway is going to be um, the Cowboys offense and how Andy Dalton came back and brought a whole lot of stability to that offense. Um, this is this is what we expected for them. He didn't have a great game, Andy Dalton, passing-wise. It wasn't like a big yardage game. He only had 203 yards. 
on um, 22 uh, completed passes, but the three touchdowns, um, Ezekiel Elliott looked rejuvenated with him back. Tony Pollard was electric. Amari Cooper's back in the game. CeeDee Lamb. Every, everything that you wanted, everything that we expected from this offense um, came back to the king to fruition from the beginning of the year. The only thing is, man, I don't know what's going on with Miles Gallup, but he is just completely busted this season. He had another bad game. It's, it's really, it's really, it's really shocking. I don't understand what's going on with him, but yeah, Ezekiel Gallup, Elliott. He, yeah. yeah, I think he's yeah, getting no, he's, phased out. Honestly, it looks like it, but I would, I don't know. If I was them, I would phase out Amari Cooper because he's the one costing you the most money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <at> least, <laughs> yeah I'm, just, I'm just saying. A big trade for him, so it's like uh, he's kind of stuck with him. Yes, I think, yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 21 carries, 103 yards, um, two receptions, 11 yards, and a touchdown. He got you 20 fantasy points. Tony Pollard, five carries, 60 yards, a touchdown. He got you 12 fantasy points. Amari uh, Cooper, 81, re- sorry, 81 receiving yards. He got you 13 fantasy points. CeeDee Lamb, 34 yards, a touchdown four receptions, he got you 17 fantasy points. This is what we expected from this offense across the board. Like this offense is so prolific. They have so many weapons. They should be dominating other teams with their with their receiver core and their running backs. This is what we expect for them. And they went up against a good Minnesota Vikings team and they were able to impose their will on them, running the ball and then getting and then punching in the end zone with these wide receivers. And we should see more of this going forward. So I'm 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 just yeah, they play. They play. Oh shoot, they actually played my team to watch the football team on for Thanksgiving. So, quick turnaround for them. But they, I, I think they should continue to put up stats like this for the for the rest of the season. Okay, okay, that'd be interesting to see Thanksgiving Day Cowboys and and right Cowboys and Washington. Nah. <laughs> almost. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's so it's so hard. Yeah, almost looked up, but didn't. You know. Um... <laughs> And last takeaway here is the Ravens running back situation. So we all know the Ravens run by committee. It's really four running backs. You got uh, Dobbins, Lamar, Gus, and and Ingram. (laughs) So to this Thursday coming up here, and yes, so not today, yesterday, the news came around about how J.K. and Mark Ingram both have the COVID so, you know what that means? There's only two running backs. And one, if you take away Lamar. So, it's going to be the Gus Edwards show back there. So, I would definitely say uh, this should be interesting. This is going to be real interesting. Uh, they're playing the Steelers on Thursday night, Thanksgiving. So, it's always a, a yeah. tough rivalry game. Um, Steelers have been giving up. Uh, I think I heard it was like about four point something yards per carry. So, I mean, that's pretty good. They've been gashing them, but it's just a matter of that wide receiver core, man. They're going to probably torch the Ravens because the Ravens can't get any pressure right now. But it's just a matter of if they're going to be down and be able to run the ball or what's going to happen. But, I mean, volume is key in fantasy football, and he's going to be the only running back, the only running back. So yeah. it should be interesting to see how that plays out this week. Um, he's, I mean, goal line situation. Like it's so much that he could, he could get from that. I think the Ravens can get downfield and get a touchdown, and run the ball in there. So 
I think that's a good option coming up here. Be interesting to see, but it should be a pretty good option. Nice, nice. Uh, why don't you get us started off with uh, our uh, waiver wire pickups that we have for this week? All right, so I'm gonna start off here with. Oh, so sorry, so sorry. It's a waiver wire pickups. Our top performance. Top performance. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So, uh, top performance here. Uh, so last, I don't know if anybody saw the Monday night game yesterday, but uh, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Rams, and so. Some my top performance here, I consider these players like the same player, but they're just two different guys. <laughs> Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um they had a game yesterday, man. Uh Cup had eleven for one forty five, no touchdowns, but Robert Woods had twelve for one thirty and a touchdown. Thirteen and fifteen <laughs> targets respectively. I mean, they just I mean, yeah. Like nobody else was Josh Reynolds got six, Ever got four. And, I mean, ever got five, and Higby got four targets. So, like, clearly, these are the go-to people, Cup and Woods. I mean, we knew that all season, but this is the game that you wanted from them. It was versus a tough defense, so I will say that. I mean, they have a tough uh, D-line, uh, not so much as corners, obviously, but, uh, you know, with, with Whitworth being gone, we were kind of worried about the pressure that, the Buccaneers were sending on him, like the blitzes, and we all know Jared Goff doesn't handle the blitz very well. But he did good last night, man. And if you got those two guys, you know, they've kind of been up and down throughout the year. But it's like you got to start those guys, you know, unless you have other options always. That's always a possibility. But you got to start those guys. I mean, they, they have the potential to go off every week. Uh, Goff is always looking for them. Unless there are just corners on the field that can really, like, shut them down or really give them a hard day or give Jared Goff a hard day, man, you, you got to start those guys. They're going to get the volume. They're going to get the targets. They're going to get the long plays. They're, it's just so much they can – they get screens. They get deep balls. Like, it's so much they can they can uh use with the football. And, and, and Sean McVay used the football in 50 different ways. So, they're always going to have targets and touches. So, those two are definitely, uh, if you got them, always start them every week, man. Nice. Yeah, so my first one is going to be Adam Thielen. Uh, he played Sunday night against the Cowboys, and he just absolutely dominated them. It wasn't even fair. Yeah. Uh, 11. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, this dude's a freaking baller. He's a stud. 11 targets, 8 receptions, 123 yards, and 2 touchdowns, 32.3 points. <laughs> I mean – he was toying with, and that one-handed touchdown in the back of the end zone was just—I mean, it was so sweet. Adam Thielen, man, he's so underrated. He's so underrated. He's not—it's he, crazy because he's not like when you look at him, you're like, that's not an athlete. But mm-hmm. no, he—he <laughs> just keeps burning people. Dude just knows how to get open, man. He's so—he's so agile. Uh, dude, dude, dude's just an absolute stud. He's the—he's so consistent for Kurt. Uh, he's sitting at wide receiver eight right now in PPR on NFL.com. I mean, he's just absolutely dominant. And you've got a favorable schedule going into the playoffs for him. I mean, uh, Carolina, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Chicago. Chicago's the toughest defense he faces for the rest of the year, and he put up 20 points against them last week. So, my goodness, if you got Adam Thielen, you're sitting pretty. Yeah, man, Thielen is nice. <laughs> Thielen is real nice. I remember um, it was a couple years ago when I picked him up off the free agency, <laughs> off the waivers. No. 
he started killing. I was like, okay, let me see what he's doing. And he been, I haven't been able to get him since. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had him last year, and he he was injured all last. He was like on and off, on and off with a hamstring, mm-hmm. and then Juju without Ben Roethlisberger was just terrible. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah, it was. Terrible. I got screwed. It was I got awful, screwed like, with those two. It was a duck, uh, duck Dodgers, a duck Hodges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ah. Yeah, you know, some duck. It was I forgot the other guy. I don't even remember the other guy. Was so the bad. Other guy either. It was just terrible, terrible. horrible. Just <laughs> so. Uh, my next takeaway. I'm, no, I'm sorry. My next top performer is the Mirror Bird. Uh, he had a game. Like he had a game Sunday, man. I mean, uh, he only had seven targets, but he turned that into six receptions for one thirty-two and a touchdown. I mean, that's amazing. Like uh. So Cam has showed that he can he will definitely try the deep ball uh every now and again. I mean he passed it forty times for three sixty five and a touchdown. Um so I I like the receiver core that the Patriots have had uh between two players. I don't really like it like as a whole, obviously. But <laughs> but seeing <this. laughs> Between the two players, Jacoby Myers and Demir Bird, they've had little flashes. Mainly it's been Jacoby Myers. But um, would I go out and say start one of them? Uh, I don't know about all that. You know, Jacoby Myers had a big game uh, last week, and this week he doesn't really – he had three targets. So – if you desperately need a wide receiver, still don't start him because I don't know if it's going to be any consistency whatsoever. But, um, I mean, shout out to him. That's a good day, even though the Patriots lost uh, four and six, third in the division. <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> one more one, one more win to my team. It's, it's, just, it's just tough out here, man. Um, but <laughs> I will say with Rex Burkhead being out, like if James White is somehow on the waiver wire, that's a good pickup. Um, he's going to be catching a lot of those balls out the backfield and getting a lot of rushes. I mean, Sony Michelle is coming back. So we're going to see how they, uh, integrate him back into the offense. But, but yeah, James White should be good. But other than the, other than that, uh, yeah, you're rolling your dice with Patriots receivers, man. Patriots play. Nice. So my, uh, nice. My next top performer is going to be the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey. Dude's just a stud. Baller. Dude's just an absolute stud. He's he's averaging 20 points on the season in PPR. Like, it's – I mean, he's unstoppable. Nobody can guard him. Um, He had 26.8 points against the Raiders this past week. Ten targets, eight receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown. He's he's unstoppable. It's crazy. Like you know, the ball is going to him. You know that's his main target, and he and he's just always open. Always, he's always open. He's so smooth. He's just so fast. Dude is just gifted. He's just bigger, faster, stronger than all the safeties or linebackers that try to guard him. That dude's an absolute stud, man. Travis Kelsey, man, best tight end in football. By it's not even close. It's it's just not even close. Like maybe if George Kittle was healthy, we could have a debate, but. It's not even close right now with George Kittle out. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. The only debate you can have with George Kittle is that George is better, like, with the uh, rack. You know, after he catches the ball, he's faster. But 
Yeah, I, I would say that, but George, I, th- I would say George is more complete. Like he, he's an actual, he's like he's a stud blocker too. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he's a, he's a complete tight end. Like like it's not like oh I gotta take you out because we're running the ball. No no no, yeah. George no George can can block. It's kind he's kind of like Gronk. Like like when Gronk was at the top of his yeah. powers, he was the yeah. best blocking tight end <laughs> and he was the best catching. Yeah. Tight end. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. Like it was. It's absolutely ridiculous. It was like, oh man, Gronk's just a good catch with the ball. No, no, no. He will run you over. He will pancake block you if you try to run to his side. Like, don't like don't don't mess with Gronk. And yeah, George Kittle's on that level. It's like I think that's the only thing he's got over. He's more complete. Okay. I, I can see that. Um so yeah, uh, my last top performer is uh my boys go to. Everybody knows I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. Justin Herbert for rookie of the year, man. Twenty twenty. Um Yeah, he's Locked up. Yeah, it's locked up. Um, but um, his number one target, man, Keenan Allen. This has been balling all year. He's a number three receiver, which I got to find out. I know Tyreek's above him. I got to figure out who's the number one. But uh, my guy, what do you mean who's above him? My guy, did <laughs> you just disrespect my boy like that? Did you just disrespect my guy like that? Uh, hey man. No. Hey man. Did you just ask that question? Who, you, who, who do you who do you think is number one? Devontae Devontae's been ahead. going off. Devontae's been going off. Yeah. Missed three weeks with a hamstring injury. Number, number one wide receiver. Come on, sir. <laughs> don't don't mess with my boy. Still number one by eight points. That's crazy. Eight <laughs> points. Tariq cannot catch it, man. But nah, Devontae's crazy. That dude's a stud. Yeah, Devontae. He's so good. Devontae crazy. He's so good. It's, it's like an instant oh 20, 20 plus. <laughs> it's, he's averaging 26. Yeah, it's crazy. He's averaging 26. It's uh, a little off topic, but let's see how many touchdowns. Two, four. He's got he 10. Got 10 touchdowns. And he missed two. Yes. He missed three games with the bye. Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> going crazy, yo. The dude's ridiculous, Yeah, Tariq got ten too, but but yeah, back to uh Keenan Allen, man. He's been balling all year. Sixteen receptions <laughs> on nineteen targets. Sixteen receptions is just crazy anyway. Sixteen receptions. he yeah. got nineteen targets. The next closest person was uh Keelan Balage. Keelan Balage with nine. So yeah. Um, but the next closest receiver has seven, and that's Mike Williams and Hunter Henry both had seven. But man, he's been on a tear this year. Uh, he's first in receptions with eighty-one receptions, which is crazy. And we still got a couple more weeks to go. We still got six weeks to go, five weeks to go. Like, yeah, man. Yo, he can get a hundred receptions easy, uh, eight hundred thirty-five yards, and he only has six touchdowns. But still, like, who cares? He's producing. He's been killing all year. I mean, this guy just the Jets just weren't. I mean, the Jets weren't ready, and um, it's sad. They're never ready. They're never ready. <laughs> they're yeah, never. they're never ready. But the sad thing is, they they could have won. The, they're down. Um, it was twenty eight to thirty four. Like, why was it twenty eight to thirty four? Like the. Because it's the Chargers. They always let you back in the always game. Always give you a chance. <laughs> the Chargers always give you a chance. Like, why, the Chargers bro? like, oh, what? You're, you're a bad team? Come on here. I got you. Like, <laughs> why could they have won the game on a touchdown? Like, if they would have won the game on a lead touchdown, that would have been so Chargers. But, um, but yeah, man. Keenan Allen, it's not much else you need to say. Like, he's 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 a baller. He's a baller. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, my 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 last top performer is gonna be 
one of the best quarterbacks in the league that's just getting overlooked because his team is just absolutely terrible. Uh, Deshaun Watson, man, I feel bad for him. He signed that giant deal and they trade his best receiver. Just he's got nothing to work with. David Johnson got a concussion out there playing with Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, and just it's just bad. It's just bad. He got you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw a report that he had he had like a meeting with um the GM and the owner last week. No, like, <laughs> he had like a he had like a dinner with them. There's no other way. He know he knows it's rough. Yeah, he knows it's rough. But yeah, he absolutely just ran all over New England. Um wait, wait did you guys win that game? Uh no. We lost by seven. Oh my god, for real? Oh, they they torched us. Uh, they, like they torched our our defense. They it yeah. was bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, he had he went twenty eight for thirty seven, three hundred forty four passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and then he had six rushes for thirty six yards and a rushing touchdown. I mean, that rushing touchdown, he just, I mean, he big boy, he treated your defensive back like 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 they were kids, like it was pee wee football, and he was a grown man. Like it, I, I I never seen nothing like that before, man. He looked so frail, he looked so skinny, but good lord, he put his shoulder down and just walked over a dude and flexed on him. Stood over and flexed on him. Like, it's the Sean Watson's a stud, man. I, I, I feel bad for him. He's just on an absolutely garbage team, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in, in the league. So, yeah, man, that's my last top performer 31 points this past week. Yeah, man, he was balling, definitely balling. Um, so go ahead and start us off with some of our waivers. Yeah, sure. No, problem. I'm gonna start off with um, uh, Dallas tight end, uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he had another touchdown reception this past week. Um, as soon as Andy Dalton came back, his numbers went right back up. Uh, four, six, he had six targets, four receptions, 25 yards on a touchdown, gave you 12.5 fantasy points. If you need to stream a tight end, because tight end has been so fluky, if they don't score a touchdown, they're not really doing anything for you unless you have one of the top guys. But he is only on, he's only owned in 27% of NFL fantasy league. So, yep, Dalton Schultz. Okay, okay. Um... So I'm gonna go here with the guy who scored a touchdown last week. Uh, everybody's still hurting at tight end. I'm gonna give you another one. I gave you this guy earlier in the year, but he's the tight end number six, and he's only rostered in 44% of leagues. Uh, Robert Tonyan. Uh, so he got got a touchdown last week, and uh, he's kind of been up and down, but <clears throat> but tight end is rough out here, man. Tight end is rough out here. That's it, I'm saying, man. <laughs> like, looking at his stats, you might be like, oh, he's not really doing that good. But, yo, tight end is rough out here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to need somebody else to throw to. Like, Lazard is coming back, but uh, they're easing him back in there. And MVS is going to cost you the game. So, <laughs> I would definitely look at uh, Robert Tunyon uh, to help out going down the stretch. Yeah, no, hundred percent. My next, my next, my next player is going to be um, Tim Patrick, the Denver Broncos wide receiver. He's only owned in six point seven percent of fantasy leagues on NFL.com. It's crazy. He's wide receiver thirty nine right now. He, he for the last three weeks, he's given you more than ten points straight. It's been consistent. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's getting. He got nine targets week week nine against the Falcons. Uh, he went twenty nine yards and touchdown, got you twelve fantasy points. Uh, week 10 against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, six targets, 61 yards, got you 10 fantasy points. This past week, eight targets, 119 yards, got you 16.9 fantasy points. He has been very consistent averaging that 
10 to 15 range. So if you're looking for uh, just a just a player just to keep you steady, then you know he's you know you know he's going to give you every week. Uh, Tim Patrick. Yep, Tim Patrick's doing pretty pretty good. Um, another target, another wide receiver we'll give you here is Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he continues to be pretty decent for the most part. Um, he had a bad game in Cleveland, but he bounced back versus the Chargers with 13 points. Uh, Denver had a bad game, but he bounced back again versus uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 88 and a touchdown. So uh, he looks like, besides Darren Waller, he looks like Derek Carr's best uh, option there. And I think he's going to continue to see targets, going to continue to see uh, some some good looks coming up here. He plays the Atlanta Falcons next week. The Atlanta Falcons and the Jets. And then he plays Indy, which could be tough. And then he plays the Chargers and Miami. So, I mean, that stretch there. Uh, Miami's corners are a little tough, but not that he'll be fine. So, that stretch there is a great stretch. If you're looking for a nice flex play or a nice wide receiver, too. Um, so I would definitely pick him up. He's only rostered in 14 and a half percent leagues, which is, I mean, that's pretty wild, but, um, but yeah, man, good, good one going down the stretch here. Yeah, no, absolutely. My last one is going to be uh wide receiver from the chargers. Mike Williams only rostered in 22.3% of leagues. He's the number two target behind Keenan Allen. Um, he's been a little bit up and down, but man, when he's up, dude's an absolute baller. He went um, seven targets, four receptions, 72 yards and a touchdown, got you 17 fantasy points. He's had a couple hundred yard games in the season. So, yeah, man, it's just, it's just, we're, we're, we're out here trying to shoot in the dark. If, if you have all these injuries, COVID's happening. So, if you need somebody that could have a boomer bust for you, somebody that can go off for 20 any given day, uh, Mike Williams. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And um, last one here. This all depends on how uh, how his running back situation is, but uh, definitely Carlos Hyde. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde – well, we all saw what Carlos Hyde did on Thursday night. Uh, he had a pretty good game. Uh, let's see here. Pretty good. He was running all over running the Running all over the Carlos. <laughs> 80 yards and a touchdown. And guess who he plays next week? He plays Philly next week. So, I mean, Ugh. it all depends on how Chris Carson is uh, going to come back. So, actually, as I'm looking up here, uh, Pete Carroll says Chris Carson will return for week 12. But Pete Carroll just says anything. Like, if <clears throat> Pete Carroll said Carson was going to be back earlier this year, Car- Pete Carroll said Carson was feeling good. So, Pete Carroll never gives the full uh, story. So, I would definitely still pick up. If you got a spot available. Pick up Carlos Hyde and just monitor it through the week because you may not know something could happen and Chris Carson is still out again or he's limited in touches and Carlos Hyde can go in there and get some work done, especially around the goal line. And uh, I mean, versus the, like he plays Philly, the Giants, the Jets. He plays the whole basically NFC East without uh, yeah yeah he, he, he yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the whole NFC East except for Dallas. And then he plays the Jets and the Rams in week 16. So, I mean, come on now. This is just green, 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 green. Like, just pick him up. Like, just pick him up. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great pickup. <sighs> well, here we are again. It's that time of the week. <sighs> yeah, that time of the week, man. That's what, you know, people, people are just garbage sometimes, you know? And you got to call them out. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's so many people to choose from, but uh, it's it's time for the scrub of the week. Scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call tell everybody the truth. Mm, Go ahead and start it off, man. Okay, I'm I'm gonna start it off with with Matt Ryan. You are playing, you were playing against a quarterback in quotations. That's that's listed listed as a backup mm-hmm. tight end. He's a running back, a punt returner, a kick returner, a, a gadget player, quarterback running the wishbone and 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 the read option. That's a year old going up against, and you let him outplay you. Taysom Hill looked like a better quarterback than Matt Ryan this past Sunday, and it's insane. Matt Ryan had 5.28 fantasy points. Terrible. <laughs> he went 19 for 37, 223 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and the best out of the day, he took eight sacks. Like, my God, he looked so bad. It, it was unbelievable how bad he looked. <laughs> it's just, just I mean, yo, how you gonna make Taysom Hill look like <laughs> look, look like Lamar Jackson out here? So like what are we doing? Yeah, I, 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 I just can't believe how bad Matt Ryan looked. And, and mind you, and he's been he, he was the number uh nine quarterback before this game. He was the number nine quarterback. He's been throwing the ball all over the lot. Um he's he's one of the league leaders in touchdown passes. He's in top five in touchdown passes because he has Maybe arguably the best tandem of wide receivers. Julio Jones uh, gets another injury middle of the second quarter. That doesn't help things. But you still got Calvin Ridley, uh, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley, uh, Benny Hill. Like you still have people that you can throw the ball to, and he doesn't throw a single touchdown. Takes eight sacks and throws two horrible picks. I mean, it, it was almost. I mean, these were like Tom Brady like picks where it was just like over the wide receiver's hand, and the defender was like, "Oh, thank you." And then just ran off like it was, it, it was so bad. So yeah, man, Matt Ryan, you you are my scrub of the week, man. God damn. Yeah, it's it's a lot of scrubs to choose from. I'm not even going to talk about Carson Wentz. I mean, that's just an automatic scrub. <laughs> uh, like just automatic. Uh, Baker, who was scrubbing it up. That whole game was just terrible. But um, I'm gonna put I switch yeah. it up, man. I'm about to switch it up here. And Tua, man, Tua played. Terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. This man completed 11 of 20, which sounds good, right? But for 83 yards. 83 yards and a touchdown. Just awful, man. I mean, and you're going up against Denver. Denver. This is the same Denver that gave up 34 points to Atlanta on week nine. And then the week after that, they gave up. Hold up, I got it right here. They gave up thirty-seven to the Raiders, and you're out there struggling. I mean, look, I know Gruden is good and everything, but come on, man. I mean, because Fitz came in and Fitz was moving the ball like it was nothing. He he immediately immediately immediately. immediately. He came in. He was like, "Oh, Devontae Parker, aren't you my right. best receiver? Here you exactly. go." Like it was unbelievable. Exactly. Un freaking. So believable. let me run those. How much better? Yo, he it's like he he should have really been playing this whole year, and I I feel bad for Devontae Parker because <clears throat> Devontae don't he don't he don't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Devontae don't deserve that at all. Um, 
But yeah, let me run these stats back again. So Tua was 11 for 20 for 83 yards and a touchdown, right? And Fitzpatrick came in right after him. Hold up. I got the stats right here. At least I thought I did. Um, hold up. Coming back up. Um, came in right after this man. And went for uh, 12 of 18. Tua went 11-20. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in late in the game, threw for 12 of 18 and 117 yards. Threw for 20 more yards just that quick. It just doesn't make sense. Tua got sacked six times. Like, I mean, Fitzpatrick threw the pick at the end, but, man, it's not even his fault, like, it probably was a bad pick. I didn't really see it, but it's I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, man. Like, it's just terrible. Fish should have been continued to start all year. He was killing. I know they want to get Tua involved. They won a couple games, yeah, sure. But, like, man, that was terrible. Terrible, Tua. I mean, Tua hasn't really done anything to, like, super impress me. You know, like, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just frustrating. Yeah, but I, I just I just don't get the the mindset of oh, but oh, okay, you're playing bad. I'm going to bench you for Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, 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 no. The whole reason you started to is because you want to see what your yeah. future is like. I don't I don't understand the point of benching him in the middle of the game. That 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 just didn't make sense to me. Um, even if he's having a bad game, you play him. Like like the like like the Browns are going to play Baker Mayfield every game this season because they want to know if they have to go get another quarterback. You chart like Burrow, like Burrow was gonna play every game until he got hurt. Justin Herbert's playing every game. Like you got to see what you got. So I just don't understand benching Ryan Fitzpatrick and saying we're gonna go to our future, and then going, oh my god, he's playing bad. Let's go back yeah, to Fitzpatrick. Like, and what I saw, what I and heard, then, and, yeah, and then the oh yeah, yeah I was gonna say was what I heard was people were saying like oh uh, these these are like analysts they're saying like oh you know um. Yeah, let's bench him because we still got a chance to win the game and we can still win the division. Da da da, all that. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it, if you think that, then bent, then 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 play, then play. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick. Exactly. If, if if you believe Fitzpatrick gives you the best chance to win, you shouldn't you shouldn't be playing this guy. Like that's dead. I've I've never heard of that. Oh, let's play the rookie, but this guy gives us a better chance to win. Right. No, you're out here to win games. That's that's how people lose jobs. People lose jobs like that. That's like, just dumb. So I don't, I don't know I I don't know that coaching staff's gonna have to explain yeah, that one man. to me. And it's been care. working out so far. Like he's been winning games, but at the same time, it's like yo, it's been like a dog. Like yo, he could have waited, he could have waited to the end of the season, and just came off. The, yeah, it's just the man had one game over two hundred yards. Like it's just terrible, man. Yeah, I just I just don't understand, man. These. Man, this this is the era of ruining young quarterbacks, man. We are ruining young quarterbacks in this league. Drew Locke, I think he's done in Denver. Dwayne Haskins is done in Washington. Baker Mayfield is done in Cleveland. Like it's, it's it's not Vegas looking pretty. Done, like, it's not looking pretty. He showed you. He yeah, was. it's not looking pretty. The Garner Minshew, that's a oh, yeah. with Jack he, Horn. He like, came in. I don't even remember his name, but he's Jake, Jake yeah. Luton. Like, he's playing <laughs> like. Better than he was playing, and they're yeah. like the same player, just 100%. about like a hundred percent. Sam Darnold, yeah, see you just, later. He, he just needs like, another it's... chance. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, through the young, the young quarterbacks in this league, 
man, it, there it, it's really, it's looking really really rough if you're if you're a young quarterback, man. So hey, good luck to you, man. Keep your head up. <laughs> Take those millions and run. That's I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna wrap up another episode for yeah. us. Uh, make, make sure you hit us up with uh, with your questions. Uh, any 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 start sits you have for us? Any scrubs that you got? I, 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 I know I know you guys got some scrubs that hurt your teams this week. So anything, reach us out all social media in between game day. Mm-hmm. We'll help y'all out. We'll help y'all like you said with the starts and sits, the last minute Sunday morning. You know we we got y'all Sunday morning, Monday, Thursday. We got y'all, man. 